The Wings Media presents Real People, Real Victories With your host, Pastor Tondi Daniels God will usher you to the next great season of your life as you listen to this message Stay tuned, you will be richly blessed Isaiah chapter 65 The book of Isaiah chapter 65 verse 24 and it shall come to pass that before they call I will answer and while they are yet speaking I will hear before they call I will answer while they are yet speaking I will hear may the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus I want to very quickly speak on the subject seven answers of Jesus that will change your life. Seven answers of Jesus that will change your life. Amen. It's a God of answers. There is no situation. There is no life challenge that God does not have an answer for. And there is no prayer that is prayed in his will that he will not answer. Even in the scripture that we read, God said, even before you ask, he is already, he has already provided the answer. In other words, your solutions are awaiting your situations. Praise the Lord. Your changes are already available before your challenges will arise. For they call, I will answer. Praise the name of Jesus. And while they are yet speaking, while the word is in their mouth, I will hear. Maybe you are here tonight. You have prayers that are yet to be answered before this year is over. Or you have prayers that are yet to be answered from the beginning of the year till now. God said that, listen to me, that before you ask for those things, your answers are already available. Before those challenges that created quite a bit and a number of questions in your heart, before they arise or arose, God said that, listen, the solutions are already waiting. And in the remaining few days and hours to the end of this, God will connect you to your answers. I saw throughout the life of Jesus, always providing answers. Always providing solutions. Always meeting needs. There is no question that was ever asked in scripture. That is they directed the question to Jesus. And he said sorry I don't have an answer for you. Or there is no situation that was genuinely brought to him. And he now says. Sorry I don't think I have the power to solve that problem. Not one. 
everyone that brought a situation, whether sickness or disease, whether it was a question, he has an answer for them all. But do you know what? Out of the multitude of the answers that I provided, I just brought seven that I think will help somebody tonight. Number one is in the book of John chapter 3 verse 3. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The first answer that Jesus provided humanity is the, is the answer to the question of our relationship to God. Hallelujah. Jesus answered the question. Listen, he gave the first answer. We are humanity ended with God. Praise the name of Jesus. Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, listen to me, you will remain perpetually disconnected from God. So your new birth is the bridge and your access to God. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody come to God but by me. In humanity, I mean, humanity was disconnected from God, but in Jesus, humanity was reconnected to God. The question of Adam, where art thou, was solved. Praise the name of Jesus. The man be born again. You have no access to God. Except a man be born again. You have no connection to God. Except a man be born again. You have no connection to the divine life and the kingdom of God. You cannot enter. So your new birth is what gives you access into that kingdom of possibilities. Your new birth your access points to the supernatural life. Your new birth is your access point. Hallelujah. To the extraordinary life. Your new your access point to the higher of life. John 3.16 The Bible says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not perish but have what everlasting life now the word perish there means to be wasted hallelujah he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him will not be wasted hallelujah meaning that whatever wasted your forefathers whatever wasted your, your grandfather whatever wasted maybe your father listen to me shall not waste your life and destiny hallelujah Jesus
Jesus is the turning point. Listen, in everybody's life, it is it is your it is your 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 outlet from a life of of perishment, if I may use that word. It's your access to the flourish life because if you don't perish, you flourish. It is your access to flourish in life. He said in John chapter 10 verse 10, the thief coming on but to steal, to kill and to destroy. He said but I am come that they may have life and have it abundantly. One version says that they may have life, the overflowing life. Hallelujah. Now the word life there is the word soe. It means the higher order of life. The life that cannot be destroyed. The life that cannot be limited. The, my God. The life that cannot be tarnished. The unlimited life. I am come that they may have life and have it abundantly. The overflowing life. The immeasurable life. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. This is the this is the first answer. And this is the answer that the world needs. This is the answer that everybody needs. Listen to me because this is the answer that gives you access to everything that God has programmed for your life. That is your access point. Except a man be born again. Hallelujah. You cannot see the kingdom of God. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You have nothing to do with anything that has to do with God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. In other words, God might have a plan. A program for your life. A glorious future. But if you are not born again without the new birth. Listen to me. That future... That glorious future is there only that you cannot access it. You are disconnected from it. So that is the first answer. Hallelujah. And if you are born again, you are here tonight. All of the things I'm talking about, they are yours. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Your life will not be wasted. Your life cannot be wasted. Overflowing life, the abundant life is your portion. Come on, I said that is your portion. Come on, I said that is somebody's portion. If you believe that the abundant life is your portion, shout a louder amen now. Hallelujah. That is your portion. Praise the name of Jesus. The life that cannot be limited. The life that cannot be harassed. The life that cannot be embarrassed. The life that cannot be intimidated. The life that cannot be tarnished. The best life possible. That is the life that God has given you. And you better enjoy it. Oh my God. For as much and as long as you can. Listen to me. It is not a short life. It is an eternal life. Hello, is anybody there? It is an eternal life. It is a life that cannot be destroyed. Hallelujah. Come on, is anybody with me? And this life that God has given you, He meant for you to enjoy it forever. In the world, it is said that nothing is permanent. But
not in the agenda and the, listen to me, in the agenda of God, in the new birth, the new life, the eternal life, or the life that God has given you is permanent because it is eternal in nature. Hello, are you with me? And it's been said that nothing is permanent in life. Have you ever heard that kind of statement? Nothing is permanent in life. Not with God. Hello, not with God. The light that God promised you, the light that God has given you through Jesus Christ in the new birth, is a light that is permanent. Hallelujah. Because it is eternal in nature. It cannot reduce. Reduce. It cannot be destroyed. Hallelujah. It cannot be limited. Listen. That life gets better and finer as you use it. As you leave it. Hello. Is anybody with me? It gets better and finer as you use it. Praise the name of Jesus. So the first answer is the answer of divine life. Hallelujah. Is the answer of what? Of divine life. And I see that life swallowing up every process of death in somebody's life. In the name of Jesus Christ. I see that life swallowing up every 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 life that is not qualitative every suffering life every life of affliction i see the life of god swallowing it up this night in the name of jesus christ come on in the name of jesus christ i see the life of god swallowing up the life of poverty swallowing up the life of want swallowing up the life of penury in the name of jesus christ the abundant life that is the life that god has given you hallelujah number two matthew chapter four verse four that's the second answer that jesus gave for you this night he said but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god matthew 4 4 man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of god now don't misunderstand it jesus said man shall not live by bread alone he never said man shall not live by bread praise the name of jesus but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of god so there are two things that determine your existence there are two things that determine your your, your, your my god that secures your your existence that determines the, the quality of life that you live no one listen to me the bread that you eat in order to sustain your natural body but jesus said that is not sufficient he said you shall not live by that bread alone he said but you need another bread you need another thing that 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 is that is more important than the physical food to sustain you 
Remember, the first answer gives you life. The second answer sustains that life. He said, the life that I gave you, this is how you are going to live it. You are not going to live it eating amala alone. Eating pounded yam alone. Eating bread and beans alone. Eating fufu and egusi soup alone. But by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. So listen to me. Jesus is saying that as your physical body is sustained. Can you imagine if you are not eating for three days? How weak you will be. And if you don't eat for like 40 days, you are likely to die. If you don't drink water. Hello, is anybody with me? So Jesus is saying, just like you will feel weak or will likely die if you don't feed your flesh or give your flesh what it needs, listen to me. So also, the spiritual life, your spirit man cannot live and will be weak if you don't feed it with his own food. What is that food? The word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So to despise the word of God, listen to me, is to joke with your spiritual life. That's why you can't claim to be a Christian and you are wordless. You are not growing. You are weak. You are a weak what? Christian, when you are not feeding on the word of God, if you are not eating for three days, for some of you, three days without food, they will need to carry you to that door. You won't be able to live where you are. You can't think where. Hello? Your brain will just cease to function because no life. Your blood will, will not circulate properly to carry oxygen to your brain to make sure that your brain functions well. So if you cannot do without food physically, how do you want to live your life without the word of God when you claim to be a Christian? Because your depth in the world is what determines your height in the world. Your depth in the world of God is what determines your height in the world. You are not reading your Bible. You are not doing anything. No wonder you are having those kind of dreams. No wonder the devil is messing you around. No wonder your faith is very small. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What have you heard from God lately? What particular word can you say you are living your life on right now? The kind of revelation that God has given you recently that you are living your life on. Hello, are you with me? What is the revelation that you are living your life on as a Christian? Jesus said in Matthew chapter, chapter 11 verse 25. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and hast revealed them unto babes. The revelation that you have is what will determine your revolution. The revolution means changes. It is your revelation that will determine your manifestation in life. Hello, are you there with me? When you are bankrupt 
of revelation, listen to me, you will be bankrupt of manifestation. Of divine manifestation. Apostle Paul said in Galatians 2, 2, and I went up by revelation. So anytime you have revelation, you must enjoy elevations and promotions. Whenever you have revelation, it will take you up in line. You can't remember perpetually where you are. No devil can keep you down when you are in possession of revelation. Many of us, our tummy is this big in the realm of the spirit. I mean, sorry, our tummy is this big. We are so fat naturally because of plenty food. Anybody that you see that is fat, it's food that's responsible. They can eat. Haven't you had the Yoruba proverb that says "Onjelo Reawo"? And there are some people also. Well, naturally, it doesn't matter what they eat, they can never be fat. There are people like that. Alright? Praise God. I have a cousin like that. He can never be fat. I don't, it doesn't matter what he eats. But his skin can be shining. But, you know. Praise God. But what I'm saying in effect is this. Many are so fat physically and spiritually, they are like true. So when the devil brings challenges, boom, they fall on their back. When challenges come, instead of running to God, how do you know such Christians? They will start looking for Allah, that is Imam. They will start looking for Babalawo, Yalawo, Brodalawo. They will start looking for prophets. They are wordless. They don't have revelation. Their life is standing on nothing. Jesus said, when you hear the word that I speak unto you, and you do them, Matthew chapter 7, from verse 22, to verse 27. 724 to 27. He said he compared those that hear the word and do them to two people building houses. He said the first one that does them, that hear the word of God and live by that word is like a man that builds his house on the rock. He says and the rain came and the flood came and the wind came and that house stands gidiba, unmovable, unrattled, no shaking. Hallelujah. Come and see anybody with me? The rain came, the flood came, and the wind also came. The house too. It's about the second person. They don't have time for the word of God. They are looking for frivolities. Spend 5,000 on beer. Cannot spend 1,000 to buy a good Bible. Spend 10,000 on SYB. Bring out the best Bible. It, has it is pieces and tattered. As for the Bible, they will start looking for it. Where is my Bible? Search under the bed. Search under the pillow. Search under the... Look inside the car. You know? Some don't even have Bible. And they claim to be a Christian. How is God speaking to you? The Bible said that kind of those kind of people, they are like people that build their houses on the sand. The foundation is not solid. The same thing that tested the first man will test the will test the second man. And the rain came, and the flood came, and the what? And the wind came, and the house fell. And the Bible says, and great is the fall of it. Rain of life will come. The wind of adversity will blow. 
undercurrents will try to have you ever been at bar beach before and that water comes do you know what what does it do he tries to remove the sand from under your feet have you ever you just be fully feeling a movement from under your feet he's carrying the way the sand under your feet undercurrents of life that want to take things out of that want to take you off your feet it will come but if you are built upon that sand very soon you are washed away you become a yesterday man. You become a yesterday woman. You will be sharing testimonies of 1900. You have no new testimonies to share. Because you can't have revelation. And not have divine manifestation. Your testimonies will be up to date. Your testimonies will be fresh. Huh? Second word. Or second answer. Is the word. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Give the word of God a priority in your life. We are sending light for the way in this church every blessed day. Every blessed day. Excuse. Number three. Mark chapter 10. Verse 51. Jesus answered and said unto them. What will thou that I should do unto thee? This question was directed to blind the Bartimaeus. After he cried and they brought him to Jesus. What will thou that I should do unto you? What is your request? There is no need that God cannot meet. God gave Bartimaeus an open check. Hello? Do you think it was only Solomon that was given this kind of chance? When he sacrificed so much sacrifices and God asked him in a dream of the night what do you want me to do for you? Alright? Open check. That same thing, listen to me, was repeated to Bartimaeus. God is asking you the same thing. This night, what do you want me to do for you before this year is over? Or you are thinking it's already too late. 31st of December, one minute to 2020, God can still give you a miracle. I'm telling you this. Because there are such certain things that must not cross over into year 2020 in your life. He said, What will thou that I should do unto you? If you can ask it, I can give it. One thing that studying the Bible or Revelation will make you to do is that it will drive you to the place of prayer. Lord, I've seen this in the world and I need it. For all the, all of his promises in Christ, they are what? They are yea. And they are amen. What is yea? It is yes. And amen. In other words, the two things that you need for your answer to come or concerning the promises, God said, Yes, I want to give them to you. And the moment you open your mouth and ask, God says, Amen. So shall it be. <laughs> you have not asked God and said, Yes. You have not even made the demand. God said, I said, Amen to your prayer. You have not said anything. God has said yes. 
Before you make the demand, God has said what? Amen. And the Bible says, God did it so far you are in Christ. All of God's promises are yes. In other words, you can have them. Number two, when you now ask for them, God says yes. Ask and ye shall receive it. That's the amen of God. That is the amen of God. I say that is the amen of God. God is give good gifts to them that ask him. It doesn't matter how many hours we have for the year to end. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think or do according to his power that worketh in us. He can do it. And he will do it for you. I, I say he will do it for you. What promises have you seen this year? God has said yes. What is the prayer you have been praying from the beginning of this year? I, on the behalf of God, I pronounce amen. Over those promises in your life, I pronounce God's amen. Over those promises in your life, I pronounce God's amen. Over those promises, over those prayers, over those intercessions, over those desires, I pronounce the amen of God. I decree so shall it be. In the name of Jesus. Number four. Matthew 21, 21 and 22. Matthew 21, 21 and 22. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith, Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall say, you shall not only do this thing, do this which is done to the victory, but also, if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. Hallelujah. Verily I say unto you, if you have faith, you will move mountains. Hallelujah. Is anybody with me? In other words, there is no mountain that shall be able, listen to stand before you, listen to me. It means that whatever is regarded as a mountain in your life, listen to me, is something that your faith has failed to remove. Whatever you are seen as a man around your life, it is something that, listen to me, that your faith has failed to remove. He said you will not just do this thing that is done to the victory. Huh? He said, but if you, hello, meaning that when he was giving that, saying that thing, there was a mountain and there was a victory. He said, not only will you do that which was done to that victory, he said, well, you, you will also say to this mountain. And he said, when you say to that mountain, be removed, it shall be done. What is that thing that seems to be insurmountable in your life? 
have a good news for you. Your faith can remove it. Come on. In another place, if you have faith, as little as a mustard seed. Hello there. Somebody say, Pastor, I don't have that faith. Oh no, you do. The book of Romans, chapter 12. The Bible says that God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. You have that grain, that mustard seed grain, I mean faith. You already have that mustard seed faith. The problem with you is that, listen to me, when the little mountain come, you didn't use that faith. You know when you are not using your hand, the hand might, the hand might become paralyzed. Okay. I mean, if you do like this, if you hold your hand like this for a long time, after a while, you cut up blood supply to this place and the hand gets paralyzed. Huh? Many of you have faith only that, listen to me, your faith has been what? Paralyzed. You have not been using it. The arm of your faith is not working. Do you know why God enabled man to be able to walk around? It's so that you can exercise the muscles of your body. So that it can continue to make you to walk. Praise the name of Jesus. The day you are no longer using those limbs, the day you are no longer using it, have you tried lying in bed for a long time? Hallelujah. What happens is that, listen to me. After a while, you get tired of lying down. You now try to get up. One of the first things that you feel is what? They call it kwaja kwaja. It will be as if that they put million, that you have just stepped on, on one million pins. Alright? The reason is because you have not walked for a long time. I told you the story of a butterfly that the, a farmer helped it to come out of the cocoon. The butterfly fell to the ground instead of flying to the sky. What is why? What what is the reason? What's the reason? What the farmer didn't know was that the process of struggle of that butterfly to come out of the cocoon is part of the process to strengthen his wings. So that it can fly. But the farmer thought that he was helping it. The butterfly just fell to the ground. Sometimes certain challenges are good for you. They are for the exercise of your faith. Life becomes boring sometimes when there are no challenges. Yes. You don't know. Life becomes very boring. How can you have a testimony when there is no challenge? How can God be God Jehovah Jireh when there is no nothing to Jireh? How can God be Jehovah Nisi when there is nothing to Nisi? There is no need for victory. How do you know God as Jehovah Rapha when there is no need for healing? So through the challenges of men and the faith of men, God reveals himself. 
your testimonies cannot be full as a child of God when you are not facing challenges. And that's why God has given you faith to overcome those mountains. You have the faith. And that faith will work for you. Whatever you are seen as a mountain for you after this service, you shall see them no more. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'll be able to finish, but let me just try and clear the next three points. Mark chapter 10, the fifth answer. Mark chapter 10, verse 29 and 30. Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house. Are you there? Praise God. That number four, there are possibilities in your faith. Life mountains can bow to it. So number five. Ten twenty-nine. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, There is no man that has left house, and brethren, and sister, and father, and mother, and wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the gospels. But he shall receive a hundredfold now. In now in this time. Now when? Come on. Now when? In this time. House. Houses. Brethren. Sisters. Mothers. And children. And lands. With persecution. And in the world to come. Eternal life. Hmm. Wow. Listen to me. For some that have the question, all of my life I've been serving God. What is my reward? This is your reward. This year I've been coming to church. I've been giving. I've been sowing. I left everything. God is a rewarder of them are diligently seeking. Jesus himself said it. There is nothing you left. If you read it very well. Hallelujah. He said you will receive hundredfold. Whatever you left. In order to serve God. Why? God has not called the sons of Jacob. To seek him in vain. Are you with me? Isaiah 45 verse 19. I said not unto the seed of Jacob. Seek me in vain. Isaiah 65 verse 23 You shall not labor in vain Nor bring forth for trouble So you are burning for the Lord God said it's not in vain Isaiah 65 23, 45, 19 Same Isaiah So you cannot serve God Therefore listen to me And not be rewarded God says listen to me Hundredfold is what you are getting back. What have you left to be here? What have you given up to serve God? Listen to me. Listen. Look at me. Meaning that if you must serve God, you must be willing to give something up. There is no easy way to serving God. Look at the church now. Look at the inside the auditorium. Many people are from other places. Which, where they think they should be. Because so many people believe that their rewarder is their, is their boss. Will church give me money? 
Church might not be able to reward you, but God is able to reward you. Are you with me? I am tithing. God is your rewarder. I'm laboring day and night in the church. God is your rewarder. Hallelujah. And he has sent me to announce to you. Listen to me. Maybe you've been asking that question. Your rewarder has arrived. In the name of Jesus. Going to December. Your reward shall locate you. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Hebrews 6.11 Lose your reward. Come on, I say, you won't lose your reward. In this latter time of this year, God is going to make up his jewels. And do you know what? He's going to differentiate those that are serving him and those that are not serving him. God is going to decorate your life, dignify your life, beautify your life with his glory. In the name of Christ. As many of you that have been serving God day and night in this assembly, He is going to beautify, He is going to dignify, He is going to, my God, He is going to beautify your life with His glory. In the name of Jesus Christ, He is going to distinguish you. In the name of Jesus. Uh, it is an abomination for those that are not coming to receive the reward of those that came. It's an abomination. It's an abomination. Hallelujah. It's an abomination for the life of those that didn't come to be better than the life of those that came. Ah, Jesus told Martha when he was in their house. I said, Martha, you are, you are troubling yourself about many things that are not important. He said, but Mary has chosen that better part. We shall not be taken away from her cannot be taken away from her. Your reward shall not be taken away from you. Answer number 6. Matthew 15, 13. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted out. Matthew 15, 13. Whatever it is that has been planted that God has not put in your life, from the beginning of the year, for some of you under the sound of my voice, there are certain unexpected occurrences in and around your life. Things that you never planned or programmed showing up suddenly. Things that you have not planted trying to affect the things that you planted. You only need to live in the village for one week or so to see what I'm talking about. You will plant yam. Yam is a creeping plant. Alright? Or maybe you plant ugu. Ugu is also a creeping plant. It, you need to, it will need to creep on something for it to come to maturity. If it doesn't have that thing to creep, it might not come out fine. But do you know what? You have planted yam or you have planted ugu here. You have not planted any other creeping plant. Before you know it, other creeping plants will, 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 just, will just come up. What is their mission? To arrest the one that you planted. You have planted vegetables. Vegetable is not a creeping plant. Particularly certain shrubs. But before you know it, another shrub 
will arise near it. And that one will start growing faster in order to block it from the rain of the sun. And deny it the process of photosynthesis. What will benefit it and make it grow well? You realize that it is growing. Only that it is not growing as it should. Certain things are contesting with it. Things that are fighting your expectations. Some of them you can see. Some you can't. For some under the sound of my voice. There are even things that grew up with you. That cracked up with you from your, from your mother's womb. From your ancestry. Some of them are not bearing fruit now. Some you are already seeing the fruit of them. And you are wondering why is this so? I am grown like this. But why is that one so? Because you can't see the fruit. Certain fruit in certain areas. It's like a, a mango tree coming to a mango season. And there is no mango fruit. But it has come to maturity. Hello, are you there with me? And God is saying, listen to me. This is answer that you, that you, are, that you are getting before this year is over. Those things that have been, that has, that has, that have been, that have been growing with you. Maybe from your mother's womb. Growing with you in your career. Growing with you in your marital life. Growing with you in your vision and dream. There is no allowing that thing to come out in its full strength. This night, they shall be uprooted out of your life. The power of Jesus is uprooting them out of your life. I say the power of Jesus is uprooting them out of your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Number seven answer and lastly. John 12 verse 23. Seven answers that you need. Jesus answered them saying. The hour is come that the son of man should be glorified. You have been wondering Lord. When shall I see the glory? And he said. In John 12, 23, the hour is what? Is come. Come on, I said the hour is come. For somebody under the sound of my voice, I don't know for how long you've been waiting to see the glory of God, but he said the hour is come for the Son of Man to be glorified in your life. John chapter 12, verse 28. Jesus himself prayed and he said, Father, glorify thy name. Do you know what the Father said? voice from heaven saying I have both glorified it and we glorify it again. Maybe you have seen a measure of glory and there is yet another measure of glory that you are yet to see that you are expecting to see before the year is over. God said I glorified my name in your life before listen to me I will glorify it again <laughs> hallelujah so expect to end this year glorious because the hour is come the day has come the season has come for the son of man to be glorified in somebody's life if you know you are that person shout a louder amen now
You know you are that person. Somebody shout glory. Hallelujah. Somebody shout glory. Somebody jump up on your feet. And shout glory. The hour is come. Do you know what that means? For every hour. for Stand up on your feet. For every remaining hours of this year. Jesus will be glorified in your life. Hallelujah. For every remaining hours. He said the hour is come. Some of you might not have days. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every hour that is remaining. In year 2019. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Jesus is going to glorify himself. In the life of somebody. I don't know who God is speaking to tonight. I don't know who has been asking God to show his glory. The, he said, Jesus answered and said, that hour has come. That moment that you have been waiting for has come. Come, I said, that hour has come. That season for your, for the glorification of the name of Jesus in your life has come. He has glorified himself before. He will glorify himself again. I say he will glorify himself again. He delivered you before. He will deliver you again. He blessed you before. He will bless you again. You got a job before. You will get a job again. You know you are that person. Shout a louder amen now. God healed you before. He is going to heal you again. Oh, come on. Somebody let me tell somebody. Say, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Get ready. Jesus is about to glorify himself. I said the hour has come for Jesus to, Christ to glorify himself. Lift up your voice and glorify the name of the Lord. Bless him for his word this evening. Thank you for spending your time with us today. I am sure you've been richly blessed. Till we come your way again. Stay blessed and stay connected.